Montana. News with Jay Scott, bringing you what impacts you in your town. Here's Jay. That six-year-old only girl who was hit by a car as she got off a school bus two months ago has been transferred to a hospital in Houston and is making slow progress, only fire and ambulance says. Jordana Hubble's family says doctors at Nexus Children's Hospital have changed her medication and say she is in a minimally conscious state rather than being in a continuous coma. She suffered severe brain damage in the November 12th collision near Olney after a driver failed to yield to a stop sign on a school bus and hit her going around 40 miles an hour. Her brain damage is widespread and her neurologist described it as extreme shaken baby syndrome. The family says Jordana is smiling and laughing and at times seems to recognize family members by both sight and sound. Quote, we are so excited about this progress and can't wait to see what other miraculous things our little girl has in store for us, the family wrote. Charges are still pending against the driver of the car. The driver's name has not been released. Montana's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate held steady at 3.4% in December, according to the Department of Labor and Industry. Total employment, including agricultural, payroll, and self-employed, grew by 1,200 jobs in December. The labor force grew by 1,400. Payroll employment was flat last month. Carter County had the lowest unemployment rate at 1.9%. Lincoln County had the highest unemployment rate at 8.5%. The unemployment rate on the Blackfeet, Crow, Fort Belknap, Northern Cheyenne, and Rocky Boy Indian reservations ranged from 10.1% to 10.7%. The University of Montana has received social media criticism after four white students won an essay contest about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s legacy. No black or other minority students entered the contest, so the winner had to be white. The contest sought submissions from students, faculty, and staff on how they had worked to implement Dr. King's legacy at the university. The university deleted the photos and the names of the contest winners out of concern they could be targets of harassment, according to the school. The university in a press release wrote, Yes, these students are white, but the color of their skin does not preclude them from submitting an essay, publicly honoring MLK, or working towards equality. That takes all of us, including those of you who have responded with passion and concern about the result of the contest. Only six submissions were received, again, all from white students. Specialist investigators were sent to the crash site in Australia, and another team is working to recover the victims' bodies after an American tanker plane crashed while fighting Australian wildfires in New South Wales. That's according to the Australian Transport Safety Bureau Chief Commissioner Greg Hood. The crash of the C-130 Hercules tanker killed Captain Ian H. Macbeth of Great Falls. First Officer Clyde Hudson of Arizona and Flight Engineer Rick DeMorgan of Florida. The crash occurred during the unprecedented wildfire season that has left large areas of destruction in Australia's southeast. 
Commissioner Hood explained the slow progress of securing evidence about the crash and the victim's remains by saying that the wildfire is still burning nearby and potential hazards such as aviation fuel are present. He and other Australian officials extended condolences on the deaths of the three Americans. Flags in Australia were lowered to half-mast to honor the crew. Colson Aviation, who employed the three, said Captain Macbeth was a highly qualified and respected C-130 pilot with many years of fighting fires, both in the military and with Colson Aviation. Captain Macbeth, who was survived by his wife and three children, also served with the Montana and Wyoming National Guards. First Officer Hudson graduated from the Naval Academy in 1999 and spent 20 years in the United States Marine Corps. He survived by his wife. Flight engineer De Morgan served in the U.S. Air Force 18 years as a flight engineer on the C-130. He had more than 4,000 hours as a flight engineer, 2,000 hours in combat. He survived by two children, his parents and his sister. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian said a memorial service would be held in Sydney on February 23rd for the three American firefighters and three Australian volunteer firefighters who have died during this wildfire season. The deaths bring Australia's toll from the blazes to at least 31 since September. The fires have also destroyed 2,600 homes and burned more than 25 acres. That's an area larger than the state of Indiana. Declining earnings and intensifying pressure from investors screening their portfolios for environmental, social, and governance factors are weighing on the coal sector's negative outlook, according to Moody's Investors Service. U.S. coal producers will see a significant deterioration in earnings and cash flow as coal export volumes continue to fall in 2020, according to the investment firm. Further, more pressure from investors is likely to complicate the sector's access to capital and drive a more conservative financial approach. Investors moving away from the coal sector will likely increase finance costs, particularly bond prices. BlackRock Incorporated, the world's largest asset manager and the largest stockholder of Northwestern Energy, and a top U.S. investor in such coal companies as Peabody Energy and Arch Coal, recently announced it would be ridding its actively managed portfolios of companies deriving more than 25% of revenue from thermal coal. Northwestern says it receives 18% of its energy from coal. Low-rated U.S. coal producers are more susceptible to the effects of the decline and will have limited ability to repay their debt as the credit situation tightens, according to Moody's. Moody's dropped its outlook on the coal industry from stable to negative in August of last year. Analyst Lucas Pipes wrote in the January 21st report, quote, while the outlook for coal demand in Asia is bright for producers, in many other parts of the world, coal use is rapidly declining. Again, quote, in our opinion, the outlook for seaborne thermal coal continues to be challenging as the industry faces significant environmental opposition 
as well as increased competition from natural gas and liquefied natural gas. We believe these challenges will be most significant in European markets as coal-fired power plants rapidly close due to high carbon prices and government pressure to meet the Paris Agreement emissions targets. Again, all of that from Moody's Investments. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.